to Battle Red Radio. I'm at Weston tonight. I'm joined by the seven seed to my one seed, my good friend Taylor, to talk about a playoff preview, pre NFL playoffs preview preview. So it's the preview before the preview, you know what I mean? No, no, I'm actually excited because you and I haven't been talking because you have other friends now. Apparently it's a child, a Benji, who's obviously more important than me, which is getting a little ridiculous. And <laughs> If I have him catching doing a side eye to me this weekend, I swear to God. <laughs> yeah, he needs it. He can uh, sit up pretty well. Well, no, he like lifts his legs up well. He can roll. He can grab stuff, and he puts a lot of things in his mouth. But yeah, it's been hard to watch these football games having to you manage a household and take care of a child. This, but like, I'm able to watch the Texans games. I've been watching the Texans all 22. We've been doing the Texans podcast, and that's fun. But it's uh, nearing a close. It's week 18. And I know we've been able to do the, the preview stuff just because I personally don't like be one of those people trying to talk about something I don't know anything about without doing the homework and watching the games and everything else. Um, and so rather than putting out a bad product, it was just better to not preview games that we don't know anything about at all, you know. I know everything, so I don't understand why we didn't preview. I've been begging for you to preview, and you're the one who's been turning me down saying, Taylor, I'm not ready. Yeah. I say you're always ready. I wasn't ready, but I'm ready for this one. So what we're going to do tonight is we're going to talk about um, briefly about some of the games this week. Uh, just kind of like look at the landscape that we have this weekend. Talk about the playoff scenarios, the current playoff picture. And then we're going to do a, uh, a rootability index. So we have our favorite our favorite to least favorite teams to root for in the 2022 NFL playoffs. And if you're a Texans fan, um, the Texans may not be in the playoffs for like two or three more years. So now you have, now's the time to find a team that you can like and latch on to. Like a like a nursing puppy for the next two three seasons or so. I'm not sure what the hell you just said, but I'm all for going through these playoff teams. That's what I'm here for. Lat- latched on like a nursing puppy. <laughs> What's going on? Latched on like a nursing puppy. Yeah. You know, sometimes they slip. I don't know if it's that latched on tonight. Uh, you know, you hear that down at the farm all the time. Are we on it? Wait, what farm are you visiting? Uh, I don't know the, the farm, <laughs> my farm. You say you're down on the farm. What farm? I want to go. You've never invited me. Is it like a shrew farm? No, it's like a. I mean, it's a small little farm. You just kind of go up there, and we got some cabbage growing. You know. Okay, so you do cabbage. You're a cabbage man. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's cold now, so we got the potatoes on the ground. You know. I can just see you wearing overalls with no clothes underneath, just walking around and yelling at people. And by people, I mean your animals. Well, that that's what you know. My Pollock, you know, uh, grandparents and grandparents' parents did for probably like three thousand years. You know, until they came to this great country. That's good. I feel like that you want to be going in their footsteps, though. So at least it'll be honoring your own heritage. Yeah, like well, like our house, we have this whole like left hand side of the yard. And it's kind of like a weird little piece, right? Like this L shape. I kind of just want to put a fence over there and then just 
you know, do exactly that. Put some big old beds and grow some carrots and potatoes and things like that. Yeah, you're like luck of the Irish. You love your family. Yeah, makes <laughs> makes some awful vegetable soup out of it. Um, so this weekend, there's a lot of games here that don't matter at all. We got Chiefs Broncos doesn't really matter. Oh. Cowboys Eagles doesn't really matter. Uh, Bengals Browns doesn't really matter. Uh, Jets Bills doesn't really matter. It's a lot of games that don't really matter all that much. But there are really kind of two key uh, playoff scenarios and. Look at the AFC here. The first one is if the Colts have not won in Jacksonville in four seasons. The Jaguars won one game in 2020, and it was week one against the Indianapolis Colts where Gardner Minshew was like 19 for 20 and was unstoppable uh, attacking Indy's cover seven defense of the West Coast passing attack. So the Colts lose to the Jaguars. They're out of the playoffs unless the Chargers lose afterwards that night. So, Colts, Jaguars, do you, are you giving the Jaguars a chance here to do the impossible, the unthinkable, and ruin the Colts' playoff chances this year? I do. And, and here's completely why. Isn't the Jaguars automatically, isn't their seed, like, stuck? Aren't they automatically number one? They're automatically, yeah, I think so. And no matter what, they're going to be number one. So, them winning isn't necessarily a bad thing, which is why even well, with— no, no, if they won— if they won, they would pick two overall. Oh, so they have to lose? Yeah. If they have to lose in this game, oh, man, but, I was... But it's like, it's not that big of a difference, you know? Yeah, but it's a... Well, I, I don't even know who anyone's going for, but I'll, I'll still go on. I'll still make this point here with the Jacks. Even though they've lost James Robinson here, they still have a shot to be able to just perform magic, meaning just with the punts, with kickoffs, with field goal attempts, with just the Hail Mary passes, with anything that you could the whole, possibly... The whole carousel. Yeah, the everything that you could do, that the miracle just passes that, you know, Case Keenum can make, anything that you could possibly do, they're going to try. And I feel like that's why the Jaguars have to be a little bit dangerous in this situation versus the Colts, where the Colts in the back of their mind are like, we have to win, we have to win, we have yeah. to win. Which also puts pressure on your favorite quarterback, which means it's really going to be resting on Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, exactly. I didn't watch the Colts Raiders game last week, but I tweeted something like, I haven't watched this game. I'm probably never going to watch this game, but I already know that Carson Wentz was awful today. And then I checked out the stats, and he was like, sub 50%, and he threw for like 182 yards or whatever. He sucks so much. The Colts suck, and he sucks. It was 148, Matt, all right? And it was one TD, 16 for 27, and he lost by three. Did I mean, come see, on. Did you see the touchdown he threw? Yeah. Yeah, it's... throwing it at T.Y. in a quadruple coverage, and it just kind of bounces in his hands. Matt, you know what? It's not any different than what my quarterback is doing at this point, so I'm not going to say anything bad about Carson Wentz. He's trying. He's trying out there. Yeah, I guess, like, Davis Mills is the – second best quarterback in the AFC South. He's better than Carson Wentz is. Well, all I've uh, kept reading uh, or kept reading this entire past two weeks now is your worst nightmare saying that Davis Mills is going to be the starting quarterback. Oh, yeah, it's going to happen. And I'm I'm going to dread every Sunday again next year, too. (laughs) Come on, man. Texas found their diamond in the rough. Aren't you happy? Where's the smile? Like, it was hard watching 17 of these this year. But, like, 
I don't know. I guess I'm going to do it again next year. You know what I mean? Your team's going to be able to go in a proper direction. Now we have some draft picks, and now we're going to be able to build. And since we have the quarterback, now you got other things to be able to focus on. This is going to be a good time. I think that there's a lot to look forward to. We have a quarterback. Yeah, go Mills! He's a, he's still one of the five worst quarterbacks in football. <laughs> um, the one of the things that's been driving me crazy is always like Matt Schaub comparisons because they were both drafted in the third round. And oh. you're like, I was alive. Like, I watched Matt Schaub. He yeah. was a top 10 quarterback. He was a Pro Bowl quarterback. Like, it's not but even I, close to being the same thing at all whatsoever, you know? You and I would argue Schaub versus Romo. What are we talking about here? Davis Long Mills. arguments, too. Yeah, Davis Mills is not on Schaub's level whatsoever. We're not. Come on. If we like Houston is hope is going to be hopeful that he becomes like as good as Baker Mayfield. Uh, Baker is going to be cut after next year because they're only only they're only picking up his fifth year because he's so damn cheap. But seriously, Baker is so done because the injury bug is not going to save him next year. Well, they're going to call Houston up and they're going to be like, "Do you want Baker for Deshaun and three first round picks and two second round picks?" You would want that? No, I wouldn't want that. I was going to say, I wouldn't want that. I'd rather stick with Mills than Baker. Yeah, I'm upset myself for, you know, hating Baker and hating the Browns and they're overrated. And they, like, almost beat the Chiefs. as like, I guess the Browns are just good. And now here we are, you know. And their whole well, offensive line got hurt and Hunt got hurt and Baker's you know, left shoulder fell apart and everything else. Well, sure, and he is going to immediately have surgery. It's just... Still, if if he was truly that banged up, I just don't understand. And Matt, maybe you can help me. I don't understand whenever a situation happens like that with the quarterback, why you're still playing that quarterback. If he's truly that hurt, wouldn't he sit and you would be better off with the backup? With Keenum, yeah, I would say so. Unless no, Stefan asked, was like, I'm so tired of him. We got to make him look as bad as possible to try and move on. Okay, well that... Maybe it's some sabotage, you know? Yeah, but I still feel like they... I don't know. I just find it so strange because, again, the whole injury thing just doesn't make sense to me. It's kind of similar to the Antonio Brown. If only Baker went out the way he did. Yeah, do you believe, like, do you agree with what Antonio Brown said? Do you think this would happen with it? It doesn't matter if that's what happened with it or not. The moment that his reaction is the way it was, the moment he lost all of his points. Yeah, of course. And and that's the that's the key factor is that if he really was injured, he would have won any argument he had if he just would have walked to the locker room. He would have won any argument because if the Bucks would have cut him, then he would have said, it's because I was injured. He would have sent out the text, blah, blah, blah. But because of the way he was doing jumpy jack spinning around, and, it, and I get it, his ankle could still be in bad shape. It's just, it doesn't look good yeah, at all. Well, you also have to understand, yeah, and then you forget about that one part of the equation where, Antonio Brown's a certified insane person. He's the Joker. And he's like, we've <laughs> talked. We talked. He is the villain of every universe. He is the Joker of the NFL. And now he is. Cra- and by the way, Matt, do you think he's going to be signed on by another team? I think so. Next year, I do too. I think I before think- the playoffs happen. Can they sign him this year? I think they can. I'm hoping if the NFL doesn't do anything, maybe Dallas wants him. <laughs> sure. I've, ha- I've been having watched the Texans through like an NFL stream website. And the chat uh, last week was like all these different fan bases. Me like, yeah, I mean, they, we can sign to AB before the playoffs and teach him five plays, and that'd be great. You know, we can do that. And I learned a lot about you know the Kyle Rittenhouse trial and how COVID nineteen works and why you shouldn't shouldn't get vaccinated through the uh, through the NFL stream. So 
I, I am fully propagandized now, you know. I'm not going to tell you which direction which, but I'm fully propagandized now thanks to the NFL live stream chats, you know, on Solaris.com. I don't... I don't. What are you going? I don't want to go into those chats. Every single time I go into those chats, I get hit on by somebody. So I've just stopped going into them altogether. People send me photos. I don't want your photos. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the the night game on Sunday night is going to be Chargers Raiders. So this is a win and get in game. Um, the Raiders get in if they beat the Chargers. The Chargers get in if they beat the Raiders. The only thing that would change anything at all is if the Colts lose the Jaguars. And if that happens. If the Chargers lost to the Raiders and the Colts would get in, but if the Colts lost to the Jaguars, both teams could forfeit Sunday night football and end in a tie, and they would both get in the postseason instead of the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, what are you thinking here about Chargers Raiders? Matt, I do have a question for you. What the hell? Why are we even talking about the Chargers like this? What's going on with this? Why? Why are we in this position with the Los Angeles Chargers? We shouldn't be in this position. This is not something that we should be in whatsoever when we have the Magic Man Herbert. And the fact that it's just bad because they just lost to the Texans, Kansas City, and those are two winnable games. And it's just, they're blowing it for me. Why do they look like the old Chargers where I just think they're going to be messing it up in the end when you have Herbert? Yeah, once, once a straight cat, always a straight cat, I guess, Taylor. No, Herbert's the best thing. And even in his interviews, I love listening to the guy. He's so like in a way boring. He's I just... love, yeah, I love everything about him. I think, yeah. well, I mean, like, I think it's two things that is the issue there. And we talked about one of them in the off season when we were doing our big, you know, preview, um, that they have an awful run defense. You know, this is the worst run defense in football. We thought it ended up being that. And so like even the Texans, who couldn't break a hundred yards rushing at all this year, they were able to against Los Angeles because how bad their run defense is. And they were also missing a Duran James and Michael Davis and Mike Williams and Jalen Guyton and Joey Bosa. Um, so they they missed more star you know, more star talent, not like as far as like the number of bodies missing compared to Houston. But the second problem they have though is without you know Williams and Guyton also in general, Joe Lombardi's really been running a quick pass efficiency offense. Instead of just being like Hey Herbert, throw the ball forty-five yards from the field. That's what our offense should be built upon. And instead, they do all these like quick passing crap, all these screen passes and all that. And so, whenever they won that little hot streak and nearly beat Kansas City and had the big game against the Giants, and you know, even last week when they played well as too, like they're at their best and they're throwing the, throwing the ball deep downfield. And they just don't do that enough, I don't think. And so, I think that's why they're in the spot that they're in, you know. So, and, and I'm just going to assume because that they're going to beat the Raiders. It just what has me worries with the Chargers. Even though they smoked the team earlier in the season, if they were to go up against the Cincinnati Bengals, I just think that's a that's a really dangerous game for the Chargers. Where that's where they're going up against a team that's on a streak, and the Chargers, they to your point, they don't have a good running defense. Where now teams know what their weaknesses is, and so you just have to keep the ball out of the offense hand. And even with Herbert, they go three and out because they're not throwing the ball downfield as much as they should. Yeah. They're passes where even when they hit three of the passes they still end up three and out yeah no I think they just have a problem kind of in general like early on the downs as well too on offense and you know their screen game's not very good 
Um, their quick passing game's not very good also. It's just that they haven't really, like, connected at all. And, like, whenever you watch it, you'll see, like, Herbert miss high. He'll, like, throw guys behind. You see guys drop catches, guy run, run the wrong routes, too. And so, like, it just really is never, um, like, very well put together, you know. And you would hope that maybe they lost to the Texans because they just needed some Eckler action. And they weren't able to have that. Maybe he's their good luck charm. But yeah, Justin Jackson still had like 200 total yards that game. He had like 27 fantasy points. Listen, I, okay, I understand. I played him. I'm just saying when it came to Eckler, he could be their good luck charm that they always need in order to win the game. So they lost to Dallas in that you know long field goal in that game. They lost to Baltimore and the Ravens ran for um, like a thousand yards on them, 140 yards, I guess. Uh, they lost to New England where they threw the pick six and they had where there was that miscommunication. They lost to the yeah. Vikings and the Vikings ran for 278 yards or 103 yards on them. But Kirk Cousins had a good game. They were able to control the clock pretty well. And they had some turnovers at the end of that one too. They lost to Denver and Teddy Bridgewater uh, before he you know, dive or before our eyes. And they lost to Kansas City in that fourth down game. They lost to the Texans um, two weeks ago as well too. So, you know, like, I mean, they should be better than this. They should have easily clinched the playoff spot and everything else. I agree with that. But I think it's just like their their inefficiencies and kind of how they've been, you know, coached as a team just haven't really you know, maximized their talent this year. Do you think the switch becomes turned on when the playoffs hit? I think it just depends on who they play. Like, as long as they're not playing Indy, um, you know, Cincinnati runs the ball pretty well. Yeah, you know, I think they could beat Indy. New England, I think, would beat them. I really think like Kansas City's the only team they can beat in the first round. Oh my God. <laughs> and that's it. Like I just like looking at how these teams kind of operate, you know, and the problems that they have. No, it, it wouldn't happen, so I can't say. But I think that they would be able to beat the New England Patriots. But as far as anybody else, as far as the top four teams, yeah, I'd agree with you. I don't think. I don't think the Chargers are going to be able to move on, even if they do beat the Oakland Raiders, which they should. If they don't, that's an even bigger disappointment. Yeah, it'd be kind of like when the Dolphins got like their teeth kicked in by the Bills last year, where it's like exactly. like a surprising season for a young team, if you want to call it yeah. that, and then a lose the last week of the season um, in a bad fashion. But like, the Raiders can't run the ball very well, though. Um, they beat the Colts because they forced turnovers last week, and so it really kind of, I think kind of comes down to that to a certain extent just because the Raiders have had so many injuries on their front, too, and, and everything else that goes along with that. The Raiders just can't catch a break at this point in life, so I think they might as well move it out of Vegas because Vegas it's is cursed. already dangerous. It's, it's already dangerous. Like, all this stuff that's happened, it's like, wow, they really know how to scout players. It's like, you know they moved to Las Vegas, right? Yeah. Like, you know what you do in Las Vegas? You drink and you gamble and you make terrible decisions. It's the spot you don't live there. It's a wormhole. You go there once a year, once every two years. You get out your system, and that's it. I don't know how you could live there day in and day out. Remember, Matt. Whatever happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Unless you're the Las Vegas Raiders. Unless you play football in Vegas, then you end up in jail. Yeah, they've had four DWIs. Uh, One person's died. Yeah, it's because though. To your point. Whenever you talk about like cities and everything with clubs and all that, it's Vegas is that's all you're supposed to do when you go to Vegas. Where is there like the suburbs in Vegas? Where is there they the have night- it? I mean, they have that there, like in the there northern part of town. You can see it when you're there. Like if you look out, there's suburbs around it. But Derek, I mean, Derek Carr lives out in the suburbs. 
You think Yannick Ngakwe lives in the suburbs? No, probably yeah. not. Probably He's not. Neighbors. Both have pools. Matching. Probably not. Um, that's what makes I like about Baltimore, though. Like, if you ever heard about playing for the Ravens, but they don't even play in Baltimore. They play in, like, a small... Their practice facility is in a small town outside of it, and they just, like, walk in and just play football, and they go home after the end of the year. But they don't do anything else at all, you know? It sounds like the San Antonio Spurs. Pretty much is what it is. That sounds awful. Nobody wants that. No, I mean, it's worked for them. I think New England's kind of like that also, because they don't play anywhere close to Boston, you know? Well, we all know Bill Belichick has a whip, and he whips him at practice behind closed doors, obviously. Well, maybe Bill Belichick likes to get whipped. He puts on the leather outfit and puts the red ball in his mouth. Maybe that's why they always perform so well. It's because if they perform bad, then he's the one that has to take the whips. Yeah, exactly. And they don't want to whip him. They're so tired of doing it. They don't want to do it anymore. They, do, so- they don't want to do it at all. That's the secret to their success. They're so disturbed by it. They said, please, not another. And he says, you're going to give me five more, son. Yeah, until you learn how to hit that A-gap. <laughs> oh, my God. You got to hit this A-gap because you can't hit that A-gap. Oh, I can only imagine what some of the players would say. Handle first. Yeah. So the Steelers are 8-7-1. Uh, they're playing the Ravens. The Ravens are 8-8. Eight and eight. Like I'm, We mentioned it like in the midway part of this year, even though the Ravens were like four games above 500. It just seemed like they had too many injuries. They were a cursed team this year, and eventually they were going to fall apart. And it took a you know Lamar Jackson injury, then a Huntley injury for them to kind of finish their season off. Um, do you see Ben Roethlisberger averaging like two point seven yards an attempt and crying in his last game in Pittsburgh? Yeah, I can't. And by the way, can you, Matt, think of this as a bet? And I couldn't believe this. So one of our inside sources he told me that there was a bet last week that. Ben Roethlisberger wouldn't throw more than 33 pass attempts. You got to take the over on that. You got to take the over. And I say, I go, what? That's a sure thing bet. He bet 100. He won 1,000 off of it, Matt. He won 1,000 off of something. I go, why aren't you telling me about sure things? Because, Matt, even with him throwing that many passes, I still think he's going to do it again, and he's going to average 2.5 yards a pass. He loves throwing the ball 50 times a game for 175 yards. He loves it. It's it's really a day, and we've talked about it several times here, where it's just a shame. He wasted a season for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, I mean, last year was it. He wasted a season, and uh, to your point, watching him throw that many passes where it's the same dunk, like dump off, dump off, dump off. Dude, stop it. We're tired of it. Yeah, I'm glad we don't have to watch him anymore at all. Um, I hope, like, him and Phillip Rivers have fun, you know, and Payne Manning have fun playing golf with each other. Talking about the old days. So, uh, who's Pittsburgh Steelers starting quarterback next year? I'm hoping Jameis. You're, you're hoping Jameis is going to be? Why would the New Orleans Saints give him up if they're not going to make the playoffs? I mean, he's a free agent, you know. But, Matt, they were going to make the playoffs with Jameis. But what if Pittsburgh said Jameis will give you four years? What? Why would they do that when the Saints are going to? The Saints don't like Taysom Hill. That was the well, they, worst. They, gave him, they extended him, though. They love Taysom. They extended him last year and after this year. No, they extended him this year. No, they did. It was last year. I thought they extended him pretty recently. No, if anything, it was the beginning of this season. It wasn't during the freaking season. I think it was pretty recently. No, it was before. And then once they realized, oh, damn, he really can't play quarterback, they really shot themselves in the foot. I think you're going to lose like 18, 28 mil around that. 
It doesn't say when, but yeah, he has a four-year, $40 million contract. Yeah, I with, think they did. With 21 and a half guaranteed. Yeah, exactly. See? Yeah. It was last season. It was before the start of this season. Like, I I mean, I don't think Taysom is a bad thing to have. But yeah, he's not, that. I'm saying, like, I don't think it's a, like, yeah, that much money is insane. No, December 2nd, 2021 is when they extended him. No way. That's yep. a lie. <laughs> yeah. No, you're a liar. Because how would I know that he was already signed before that? No, you bet. I'm going to find this. I'm going to find this. I'm looking at yeah. Sporting News December 2nd. Yeah. There's an article. It's December 1st saying it. So this says no. November 24th. Hold on. And this is Ian Rappaport November 24th. Hold on. Yeah, I guess it happened in November. Hold on. Gosh. But yeah, I think oh. like I think with Taysom being a backup quarterback and like a gadget, that's fine. But giving him that much money is stupid to do so. So if that's true, though, that they gave him money after they did not want him to be the starter when Jameis went down and they made him have a quarterback competition, Matt, he has to have nudes. Who does he have nudes of? <laughs> owner? Is it the coach? Is it Peyton? Who does he have nudes of? Because he has something, but and I got to know what it is. Because it doesn't make any sense that this guy would get a bonus for not doing a damn freaking thing. Yeah. And it's a nice bonus, they, too. I mean, he he likes him, you know. And like I said, I don't hate the idea of him, like, coming in to run a couple plays or whatever. Yeah, he doesn't but, like, like start him. Yeah, that's an insane contract for him, though. Yes. What? Well, I... Do you oh, think he's better than Ian Book? Did you watch that Monday night game with Ian Book starting at quarterback? I did not. I wasn't going to. I, I was. I watched it only because the Battle Red Fantasy Championship. I had Christian Wilkinson and Alvin Kamara. And luckily, Wilkinson had like 15 points, and then Kamara had four. And so I won by like seven or whatever. Because I didn't know Darius Leonard got COVID, so I lost my linebacker. And so I was able to win Monday night. But I was watching. I was like, this is the worst thing ever. But what... I just, I'm not understanding. And this is why it actually bothers me more than anything. Man, how much shit did Tebow get talked about? How much did Tebow go through? And Tebow is a better quarterback than Taysom Hill. This is disgusting. And yet Taysom Hill gets a contract like that while Tim Tebow is spit on and had to go to the New York Jets. This is ridiculous. I'm glad. I'm glad you feel that strongly about something that happened in 2008. No, I'm still, I'm more shot. Matt, come on, that contract, dude, he has nudes. He has nudes. Yeah, I agree with that. He has something. He has something. So in the NFC here, we're not going to, we're just talking about like the playoff bubble. We understand that, you know, the Cowboys could bump up to the three seed or whatever if the Bucks lost to the Panthers, you know, however it works out. Um, but on the bubble here, we have the 49ers on the bubble. The Eagles have clinched the spot, but the 49ers lose to the Los Angeles Rams, and the Saints win against the Atlanta Falcons, the Saints get in the playoffs here. And so this is a, a win-or-lose you know, matchup here. Um, so the Niners need the Saints to lose, or they need a win, and the Saints need the Niners to lose, and for them to beat the Falcons. There's a chance this could happen. The 49ers may actually get punched out for the Saints, and Jimmy Garoppolo may come back from injury as well, too. 
um, after tor- tearing his UCL and his non-throwing arm, which is an injury that knocked out Laramie Tunsil for I think 14 weeks this year, and it took the se- it took the sex kid and Jimmy Garoppolo to come back from it for after one week I think uh, is what it came out to. So, what do you think here? Do you think there's a chance we can see the Saints in the playoffs instead of the Niners? I do. Now, let me ask you this: Is the Rams aren't playing for anything? Are they sitting anybody? Well, so the Rams and Cardinals are playing for the AFC West right now. So the Rams win, and the Cardinals. If the Rams win, they they clinch the AFC, the NFC West. If the Rams lose to the Four Niners and the Cardinals beat the Seahawks, then the Cardinals win the NFC West, and the Rams will probably drop from the two seed all the way down to like the five seed. Okay, the Saints have to win, or Saints can lose. The Saints have to win. Okay, well then I don't. I think the 49ers still get in. Then they I don't beat the Rams, huh? Yeah. Well, no, no, no. I think the Rams are going to beat the 49ers. I think the Saints are going to lose. Okay, gotcha. And, so you, you think the 49ers are going to get in because the Saints lose to the Falcons? Exactly, and I think both teams lose in the end because if the Rams are playing for that type of position, then they're going to be going all out. And the 49ers, they just always seem to come up short, and always they're. Like what you even said earlier about a team that's just disappointing where you're expecting them to be that young and up-and-coming team, the 49ers are just always a letdown. They're just never going to be that team that everybody expects them to be because they were at one point that spectacular running offense, quick pass, everything was just so perfect, and now it's just trash because everyone's injured. Yeah, I mean, it's they lost you know they lost stars in their offensive line. Um, yeah. I think the bigger problem is that Trey Lance just sucks, you know. Oh my! And like I watched that game against the Texans, and you know I've never seen somebody throw the football like him. Like he was okay as a passer, but these are some wide open throws that he hit. He has a really great arm, but he's the worst running quarterback I've ever watched in my life. Matt, was he a big runner in college? I think so. I watched I some to... highlights of him. He was running around college, breaking tackles and stuff in North Dakota. So you're saying that he's now a different runner than what he was? I just think he can't break tackles in the NFL. I just think that it's he can't like he can't do it. He's broken zero tackles this year. You know what? If you think this, then 49ers should just pick up Taysom Hill. They should. Okay? They should just make a damn trade to the New Orleans Saints, where they should just trade trade Lance and they should trade Taysom Hill. So there, that there is one there is one play last week where it's third and nine. And uh, and the Texans were playing like cover three, but they had the hook defender chase the wheel route to Kittle. And once the wheel route was covered, Lance was like, "Okay, I'm screwed here." That was the only throw I was gonna try to make. And then he like leaves the pocket, try to run for it. And so it's thirty nine, mind you. Cam McGregor Hill is like right at the first down marker. Instead of like trying to juke around him or like go through him because he's like six foot four to get the first down, he runs out of bounds a yard short of the first down marker, and they end up punting after that. It's like, you're 6'4", like 240. Like, I think I think Rouget Hill 6'1", 220. Just lower your head, lower your shoulder, go through him. So he gets no rookie benefit of the doubt here. Not he gets, as a runner, no, you don't. What are you talking about, not as a runner? If you're a runner, you don't. You should be able to run right away. No. All right, you know what? I'm not going to say anything. Because was Lamar Jackson a runner when he first right came away, in? Right away, immediately. He <laughs> came in for Joe Flacco at the midway part of that season, took him to the playoffs. Hold on. Was RG3 a no, runner? Immediately. Best year of his career, right away. Hold on, hold on, hold on. All right. 
Um, uh, what, what about, uh, Michael Vick? Taylor, Michael Vick, same thing. Jonathan Taylor, name any running back. They're always good right away. Cam Newton, pretty good right away as a runner. Oh, uh, I just he still have the record for most touchdowns in a rookie season I for rushing. So. I think so. It sounds it's like, like something he'd have. 14 or 15 or some long lines. I think I'm even selling them short. By the way, try talk to a Panthers fan this year. <laughs> what about your losers? Yeah, they, like we talked about, the Cam Newton thing was like when the Texans uh, picked up Josh Hamilton from the Angels, or the Angels are paying the Rangers for him to play for him. It's like he wasn't very good, but it was just like cute seeing Josh Hamilton center field again. And like I think he hit 12 home runs, and each one was very beautiful. Uh, that's what it was like having Cam Newton back in Carolina. Like he's not good anymore. Yeah, they played a two-quarterback system. It's the best thing anyone's ever seen. You haven't seen that since college. Did you Did you hear the that Matt Rule has entered the Bill O'Brien zone? What do you mean he's entered the Bill O'Brien zone? So like, there's all these articles now about how the locker room hates him and the dysfunction. Now he has no idea what he's doing and all this stuff. Yeah, but he can't trade away picks like Bill O'Brien did. But I also heard that the, what our friend told us, who's a Carolina Panthers fan, is that it sounds like he, the GM has no control. Matt Rule has control of the roster, so they can't. He can't. The GM can't make trades. He can't make pick decisions unless Matt Rule signs on too. I also read an article saying that the Panthers owner feels embarrassed that he signed him to that long of a contract. Yeah, I would. But that's what it took to get him out of college. You know, what I mean, like if well, he didn't, if he didn't do that, he wouldn't have left Baylor. Well, no, no, no. He was bidding against another team. Oh, really? Yeah, I can't remember who it was. I think it may have been the, Jets? the Giants. No, I I don't know, but I'll look this up later. However, that's what I do know is that they were having to bid for another team, and it was the extra year and the extra money that then sent him over to them. Hmm. Yeah, don't worry. I I know my stuff. Okay, I'm just saying it's interesting. I didn't know this. Yeah, I know. Um, Hold on. So you want to hear the playoff picture now? Yeah. So the playoffs started today. The Titans, like we talked about before, um, if they got a one seed, that's what they needed. So they would get you know, two weeks off to be able to rest Derrick Henry up for the postseason. The Titans are the one seed playing Houston. The Chiefs are the two seed playing the Broncos this week. They would be playing the seven seed, the Los Angeles Chargers. The Bengals as the three seed would be playing the Indianapolis Colts as the six seed. And then we would have Bills Patriots for the third time this year in the four five matchup. Are you excited about any of that? Uh yeah, I, yeah, I like that. I have fun. I like all three of those games. I'm kinda tired of watching like, you know, Bills Patriots though. Because I think the Bills are a lot better. It just takes a snowstorm for the Patriots to beat them, you know. Yeah, but the problem is is that this is the type of game that the Bills would easily blow where then New England's able to pull it out, and it's just such an upsetting wave because then New England gets blown out in the second round, which is usually what happens. I really hope that the Bills can do something and actually be the team that we're expecting them to be, and I think what has helped them is that Singletary is now the actual running back instead of Josh Allen being the guy that's running all the time. I think the injury has helped them. Yeah, and also their offensive line's back to health again, too, in Buffalo. Um, and Allen's also playing like an MVP again, also. He's been great the last three weeks. He's throwing the ball more, though. Yeah. And, I, and I'm not even going to blame him this year when I like make the joke of he looks to run more than he throws. I just, 
the coaching, like the play calling, seemed like it was always calling for a quarterback sneak on second down, on third down, and then some on fourth downs. It just got ridiculous to the point where Josh Allen is a much better thrower, and yet you're using him as some type of bulldozing guy. Yeah, they ran a lot of quarterback power um, at times earlier in the year, but they're like they lost you know the overtime game to Tampa because you know, probably because they were cowards and kicked field goals, and also like that was a defensive pass interference penalty in the end zone also. But since then they beat Carolina, um, they beat New England, and then they beat um, I don't know they beat one other team there. But they're three and zero since there. They went six and six after they lost in overtime to Tampa and kind of run the run the table there to be able to like clinch the division and being like a, a fairly good spot for the postseason too. They better turn into the team we expect them to. I mean, Allen's been incredible the last three weeks. Better hope he so. He was incredible against Tampa too. Better hope so because if he's not, I'm coming for you. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. You can do that. I love it when you come for me. Oh, yep. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a fun thing. Yep. <laughs> okay, they beat Atlanta. They beat Atlanta, Carolina, and New England since losing to Tampa at home. Um, but I think this like Cincinnati Colts game is pretty zany, though. What? Why is it zany, Matt? <laughs> I think partly it's these teams have never really played each other in the postseason. Um, and like the... You know, Bengals have a great defensive line, but they've had some problems stopping the run, kind of like we saw in that loss to the Chargers they had. Their linebacker play has been a lot better this year. They're just young. And also, I think Joe Burrow is Phillip Rivers. What? No, 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 no. Yeah. I'm saying that. I think Joe Burrow is much I'm better. I'm saying than- a young, like a young Phillip Rivers. He, has, he can't run. He's great in the pocket. His arm is pretty crappy. Like Joe Burrow doesn't have a good arm. And but he just like wins with anticipation and touch, um, and like he's able to read the field really well. You know, I think he's like Philip Rivers. Man, I think that the Cincinnati Bengals are the one team in the AFC where I would not want to be playing in the playoffs, especially right now. I just think that their offense is on such a great wavelength where they're they're truly the scariest team for me in the AFC, where they could easily go on a run here and easily make the Super Bowl. Yeah, and like the also thing about that game too is the Colts don't have any good edge rushers because Chris Ballard doesn't know how yeah. to scout that position at all. That what? Why would you like that game? That Colts versus yeah. Cincinnati. I feel like Cincinnati would just destroy them. That's why. That's kind of why I like that game. No, also, I think it's a weird game too. I think the Bengals would win, but I think just like thinking about watching Colts Bengals is just a strange thing. It's zany, you know. I so, don't want it to. Zany, man. I want it to be a good game, not a blowout where there's a little bit of Zane action for you. So since he lost to San Francisco because their offensive line got beat up some, um, they beat Drew Locke. They beat the the Raider. I mean the Ravens by throwing the ball downfield against their depleted secondary, and they beat the Chiefs last week as well too. And Joe Burrow's thrown for nearly a thousand yards and eight touchdowns the last two weeks. That's what I mean. Look at that. That guy's a slinger, and with. Uh, Higgins now, and when you have Jamar Chase, man, they got something going. You got Mixon, who's also tearing it up every other week. That's the thing about going to CJ Uzoma. Don't forget about him. Isn't Uzoma? I don't know. I like him, though. He always has, like, he never, he never, like, has, like, five catches for 45 yards. It's either, like, nine catches for 170 yards or one catch for six yards. I was going to say, or one catch for two or something along those lines. I 
I just think that Cincinnati is really on a tear right now, especially going up against Kansas City, who is also on a roll where it looked like they were getting their team back together. I, Cincinnati is the dangerous one, where I'm glad that you want it to be a blowout. I just, it, it would be for me. Yeah. Yeah, I guess Kansas City was 4-4, four and four and they won 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, seven. They won 8 in a row. And again, that's what I mean. And they were the ones that were able to put a stop to it because their offense was too dominant over them. Yeah, but there was like, remember they barely beat the the Giants because they have a pretty good pass defense. Um, they barely beat Jordan Love in Green Bay. And they kicked the crap out of the Raiders and that kind of spurned their, their blowout streak, you know. Yeah, but that's also the point of their team just looked off. All of a sudden now they kicked it into a different gear once again where now their team looks a little bit better because they are more focused on the run where they would be able to stick to it. I just think that's always what they were missing and also Patrick Mahomes not going for the kill shot and instead going for the easy stuff. Yeah, but I mean, I do think Los Angeles, Kansas City is a tough matchup for Kansas City. Oh yeah. Um, I I mean I would enjoy this weekend, you know. I think I think New I think Buffalo would beat New England pretty easy. I think Cincinnati Indy's fun. I think Chiefs Chargers could be a great game with those two quarterbacks dueling, you know. Dude, I may pick Cincinnati to go to the AFC championship. I'm really uh, like I mean, I'm really liking them here. Have have you forgot to tie it up yet? I, Are you excited I, I, tying up this weekend? I'm not a Titans fan whatsoever. I'm just not a. I'm not on board with this team. I do not think that they are that great. I think that the other teams we have talked about has had their slumps. But as far as the Tennessee Titans looking as good as what Bills have looked like, Bengals have Chiefs, absolutely not. I love them. They're so stupid. <laughs> they, they're, they're the only team in the world who can win like how they win. They're gonna lose in the second round. The second round. You know what? You know what was gonna. You know what, Matt? You know what pissed me off is that if New England went up against Buffalo and beat them, then New England went up against Tennessee and beat them. I think I would probably throw up. Yeah, I would throw up. It would make me sick too. You know, you could see it happening now, which is why it's disgusting. I mean, they do have a good run defense. I just, yep. I mean, I would. I'd be more worried about them beating Tennessee than being Buffalo, though. But the, I mean, the Titan season happened just exactly how it needed to happen. They needed you know a loss or two to happen for their opponents. They needed to clinch the one seed and give Derrick Henry an extra week of you know, rest and relaxation, so then they'd be ready come the divisional rounds to play. And you know they reseed too after the first round of the playoffs. So the Titans may play like the Colts or the Chargers. You know, wouldn't they just pick the lowest seed with Dingo to them? Yeah, exactly. But but rather than being like a a playoff tree, like how March Madness is, where like if if the 15 seed wins or if like the 10 seed wins, the one seed doesn't play the 10 seed, they play the eight nine winner, you know. No, it should always go to whoever's the lowest seed yeah, or high. That's how they're doing it now. They used to not do that before, though. No, okay. Well, that's stupid. Yeah, Jerry Jones probably changed it because Jerry gets things done. So yeah, I mean, we could see Tennessee. Indy, Tennessee, Los Angeles, Tennessee, New England. We could. So in the NFC, the Packers are set for the the first spot with the bye week. Then we have Los Angeles, Philadelphia, (laughs) Tampa, San Francisco. And then we have a rematch of Dallas, Arizona. Hey, man, who the hell are you confident in in the NFC? It's like uh, it's like it depends on who plays who, you know. I, so Green Bay, 
can, can beat Los Angeles, but they can't beat ta- Tampa. Tampa can't lose to Los Angeles, but they can lose to Green Bay. The Cowboys can kind of lose to everybody or kind of beat everybody. Same with the Cardinals here, too. But I think it's like, it's all about who ends up playing who in the NFC. I have zero hope when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys after watching the Arizona game, and it was this simple. It's only because that game just looked exactly like how it always was, where it's you get blown out because your team's not doing well, and then all of a sudden you try to perform the magic to come back, and you end up falling short. Yeah. And the thing is, I don't even like Arizona. and They don't I, seem right since they lost Hopkins. Yeah, and you can tell that they're forcing the ball into areas. I just think that if you can make Kyler just force the ball to A.J. Green, they're going to end up losing because he, he was overthrowing Kirk like crazy the other night. Yeah. I'm just – Arizona I don't believe in. The Rams – Matthew Stafford has been throwing a lot of picks lately and some of them even pick sixes. So he's on that little streak. Tampa is a weird team because obviously they have guys taking their shirts off at halftime. I'm just uh, – Green Bay I still am not confident in because I'm just – I'm really just wanting a team to shut down Devontae Adams. And if a team can't do that, then that means Devontae Adams is the best receiver of all time. Because that's what it seems like. Yeah. I mean, he did it again back-to-back years, you know. Well, and it's really – and this is why I say this, because even this year, Matt, you have Devontae Adams. Who's even close? Right now? This year, nobody's close to him. And yet people would say, oh, Cooper Cup season so damn impressive. He has all the receiving yards. He's going to break records or be in the top five, whatever. It's just when I watch Cooper Cup and Devontae Adams, it's just not yeah, even. One, one guy's dominant. One guy just as productive. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes, exactly. That is the best way that I would put it. And I, that's why if Green Bay, they are the most solid. They are the ones, even though I hate them the most, the ones that you should feel most confident in because anybody else in the NFC, I have no idea. It's Jacqueline Hyde's everywhere. Yeah, I mean, as long as Green Bay doesn't have to play Tampa, they'll be fine. Yeah, and and like yeah. and the, and the only and like it's set up you know pretty well for them too if they get the one seed because they wouldn't have to play Tampa into the NFC Championship game. You know how Rogers pointed to the Bears and said, "I own you." Yeah. What if, What if Tom Brady pointed to him before the game and said, "I own you"? Okay, would that get in his head. Do you think like how it do something to his psyche? I would want to see that moment just to see how Rodgers performs. That would be the most under pressure thing on planet Earth. I love it. I also I, love Aaron Rodgers this year too. Oh God, I'm not listening to this. Did you see what he? What he everybody got mad at him the other day for? What they get mad at him for now? I hate him. He was doing an interview and he pointed to the fact that he had a Ayn Rand book on his shelf. And I was like, yeah, I love this stuff. And everybody on the internet got upset about it. <laughs> I'm not even watching Aaron Rodgers. I just, Aaron Rodgers is just the douchebag, man. I he's, know, but like, I don't even know if he's actually a douche or not, but he's definitely <laughs> playing up on being a douche. It's like, what, like, what can you do to make everybody think you're a douche? And he's doing each one of those things. Like, he's going to start wearing a pocket chain. Yeah. He's going to look like Chris Angel, and he's going to start performing a magic trick on the sideline. Start wearing eyeliner and everything else, laying and, on a bed of nails. And he's going to get attached. Shaley Woolley is going to get just the blondest hair now and get a boob job, and they are going to move to Vegas together. And they are going to be— possible. 
and the Las Vegas Raiders. Could you imagine if this is all comes true? I would love it. I, he has a water bed, probably. <laughs> oh my God. The, the McAfee interview, though, is still one of the five funniest things I've ever seen. Yeah, Pat McAfee, he won the lottery, man. Well, and like I just say that because like he hit every single thing that makes people mad about COVID. I did my own research. I talked to Joe Rogan. I took ivermectin. I took hydroxychloroquine. I felt better I, after two days. I could have played a week later. Any research? I, I'm saying, but that's the point, though, Taylor. I don't know what he did or did it. But what he, I'm saying though is he hit the eight bullet points that if you say to somebody who like you know has one certain way of thinking about it, it makes him so upset, and everybody was so upset by what he said. I don't know if he did any of those things at all, but he definitely went went to the interview and said. What can I say to make people the angriest? He's like, okay, I got it. And he just nailed all 10 of those things. No, I'm not. No. Is I'm that not too much credit? It's too much for me. I'm just not going to do anything for it. I just can't be positive about Aaron. Aaron, and you know why? It's also what I hate more than anything of what we talked about in school, for example, like in high school, where the quarterback gets all of the grades, like straight A's, yeah. even though study that's what aaron Rodgers is in the nfl where even with him like poking at the nfl like what i'm not that who cares even with hey, him he's, he's allergic to mrna taylor i don't want to hear anything right now. <laughs> even with his team and him talking crap about them in the offseason every the nfl his team everybody yes sir yes sir aaron shoot a little closer to the hole that's what it is, and I'm just so tired. But everybody, of- no, but the thing is, is that everybody hates him now, though. Nobody who? likes Aaron Rodgers anymore because of the who? things he said this year. The media who just goes on their vaccine nonsense. I'm just go. I'm just saying, like, if you go and look at, like, look at the Packers subreddit, for example, it's thousands of people saying, "I can't root for the Packers anymore. I can't root for Aaron Rodgers anymore." Nobody likes Aaron Rodgers because of these these four things that he did. And uh, I think he just said it to be as douchey as possible and as make as many people angry as possible. And I think he did exactly that. He's gone full heel. I think he's no different than Kyrie Irving. I feel the same way about both of them. I think they're the same person. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it's similar. It's I think same- Aaron Rodgers is just better, you know. Are you sure about that? They each have a championship. Yeah, but Rodgers has been, you know, like a, a top five quarterback for 10 years, you know. And he's been a top five point guard 10 years. I want to know the difference between Kyrie Irving and Aaron Rodgers. Actually, this is a damn good question. Yeah, because I think, well, I think Kyrie can't be the best player on a great, on a Super Bowl winning team. Matt best handles in the league, best thrower of the league. This is the same guy. Are we, they're twins. Yeah. I mean, I think it'd be different if Rodgers was like a wide receiver. Maybe I don't know. I'm, it's close, but I'm thinking if Rodgers was a wide receiver, it'd be a little bit different. I think Antonio Brown's more similar to Kyrie because you know he fakes the, he faked his vax card this year and all that, you know. But actually, that's that's a that's a Kyrie's an intellectual though, so that isn't true. Make that other comment. What a villain Joker thing to do. He's, he's the, the Joker. He makes <laughs> a fake card. What a villain thing to do. He got it in Gotham City. Yep. Oh my God. I'm I miss this. I miss I miss doing this with you. <laughs> yeah. You miss the comparisons with Antonio. Oh my God! This has to be an article written. Somebody needs to do a compare and contrast. Yeah, 
I've yeah, I forgot that I forgot about the Joker thing. I wish I had remembered that sooner. Um I've been too busy watching Houston Texans coaches film, so my creativity and my uh the lim- the yeah. limitlessness of, of the world has escaped me, you know. The beauty of the universe has escaped me the last, you know, month or so. Davis Mills has your heart, I get it. Are you excited to see him live in person? I am. I'm actually really excited. I'm gonna just say throw it downfield, throw it to Cooks. There's gonna be six thousand people there. Yeah, I know. I'm gonna hope to get like <laughs> seats. Like the Gucci Bowl has more fans than this game's going to have. Yeah, but that's just because there's Gucci in the title. Yeah, sounds Gucci. Uh so yeah, I'm excited I'm excited for it. So the next thing I have here is I have my power rankings for a rootability in- index. Um, you want me to do my top five or bottom five, and then you, and then we can go talk about it from there. Sure, give them to me. All right, my bottom five. I've Indy dead last at sixteen. Oh, I hate God. the Colts. I I hate their mayonnaise fan base. I hate yeah. their colors. I hate how pompous they are. I hate how everybody thinks Carson Wentz is still good. I hate people think they're gonna be a scary okay. playoff team this year. I hate how. Everybody bloviates Chris Ballard and how good of a general manager he is. Frank Reich is good. Quentin Nelson's good. Darius Leonard's good. They have good players. But all in all, the Colts are bad. They're not going to scare anybody. They suck, and I hate them. Uh, 15, I have Vegas. They're just boring, you know. I like Derek yeah. Carr. You know, he's cute. He's a good leader. Um, no, no. And I can't believe that you actually have Vegas over Colts. Yeah, I hate the Colts. Chippy-ish into yourself. 14, I have New Orleans just because they're so boring. Oh, my God. That's even worse. They're so boring. 13, I have New England. And, you know, we talked about earlier in the year, it's like, I'm so happy not watching New England ever again. And then the Texans had to run a fake, fake punt and pull them back to life. And Mac Jones has been a good quick passer, and they've opened up some good post routes and corner routes for them. And they just have a good defense, like we talked about before, and a top-rushing offense. Uh, they were just able to break into the postseason, you know, this year. And then 12, I have Kansas City. Wow. Really? Ever since I watched, ever since that Bills Kansas City telecast, which was sickening um, on Sunday Night Football, it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm done with Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes. But around Christmas time, the Chiefs were playing a game and they played a childhood video of Patrick Mahomes singing like Jingle Bells. And I was like, this has gone too far. I, I saw that video. Yeah, it's gone too far. It's turned yeah. into idol tree. So I don't blame Patch Mahomes for that though. No, I don't it's not his fault. It's, it's not still it's still is part of watching the Chiefs play. I'll put it to this way. If anything, you could blame him for not punching his brother and straight in the face right now, like as hard as he can. That's probably the only thing I think that you could blame Patrick for. But otherwise, Matt, come on. They've been too much on a roll for you to put them that far down below. And also, if you're going to be honest about it, how the hell do you have the Philadelphia Eagles, the 49ers, and the Dallas Cowboys ahead of the Kansas City Chiefs? Yeah, I have it. How? I hate watching the Chiefs. I hate watching the Cowboys. Have you watched the Cowboys? Well, I, don't, I, I don't hate watching the Chiefs. Better. I don't mean it by that. I hate everything that comes along with watching the Chiefs. This is ridiculous. It's not even about the team on the field. This is about no, your own. It's not. It's the rootability <laughs> index. You know? It's about jingle bells. No, this is not the watchability index. This is the rootability index. And I can't wait to root against the Chiefs here in, in two weeks, you know? It's your boo ability. 
Boo ability. Yeah, boo ability. That's fine. Um, 11 out of San Francisco. Like, all these teams, I'm just like, I don't really care. Uh, I, I don't feel very much about them. Like, I feel a lot about the bottom five, you know? So, 11 out of San Francisco, 10 out of Arizona, 9 out of Philly. Like, they run the ball well. I think Jalen Hurts is fun whenever he holds on to the ball for seven seconds. Um, 8 out of Los Angeles, and then 7 out of Tampa. Which Los Angeles? The Rams. Oh. Okay. Like, the only thing I like about the Rams is, in, like, as far as, like, rooting for them is the Matthew Stafford story. McVay kind of annoys me. You know, Cup kind of, like, Cup's cool. You know, he's very productive. Um, their offensive line's fun to watch. I hate Sony Michelle. He's bad. And I don't know why they never want to give, you know, just make Darrell Henderson the star of that team. And, like, I can't, and OBJ is kind of a joker, too, you know, with his purple hair. Imagine being 30 years old and dyeing your hair purple. By the way, I can't ever see myself doing that right now at 30. I, I know that I'm not, you know what? I'm not the most stylish person out there. However, I could pull off some crazy purple, but I would never, ever dye my hair purple. By the way, I have a purple suit, okay? That's how much I could pull off purple. But dye my hair purple or dye my hair, period, when I'm 30? Yeah. No. No. If you're like 22, fine. You know? Whatever. Look for college and the college ladies. Hell yeah. Yeah, you're trying you're you're a pickup artist, you know, you're trying to peacock yourself out there. But the problem is that's all OBJ tries to do because he doesn't get any passes. He has some touchdowns in the past few games, but I mean he's averaging three targets a game. It's just it it's really not something to go home to brag about. So the only thing you have left to do dye your hair purple. Yeah, that's all he has. You know how many sacks Von Miller has since being traded? It's got to be zero. Three, because he had two against Baltimore last week. Okay, well, that doesn't count if it's Baltimore. Um, he has three sacks and six quarterback hits. He hasn't been good this year. No, I wanted to admit whenever that trade was made. Yeah, that's true, and I feel like that the Denver Broncos won the trade in the end. For sure they did. Yeah, yeah, I think they got that. Where now L.A. just went too much for boom or bust. There's gambling, and then there's just there's a wow. million dollars on red thirty seven. That's exactly what it's going on, and you're just okay. But I mean, or no, no, no. I, I would give them this. It's a million dollars on red. I would say that's what they are doing because I would give them that close of a shot. Yeah, that's fair. I just think I still wouldn't do that. I still wouldn't play that game at all. That's a dangerous game that you're trying to play because if it doesn't hit that red, you are so screwed. There um, is money. No kids going to school. You're done. That's it. You're and out of there. I think it's going to blow up in their face. Do you want to hear Drew Locke's numbers this year? No, actually, I want to know how the hell you have Tampa so low. Uh, well, so Drew Locke, you ready? Oh, my God. <laughs> the Broncos have scored... 10, you know, they scored 10 points in that game where Bridgewater died. Uh, 13, 13. They lost both those games he started. Uh, 63% completion percentage, two touchdowns, two interceptions, sacked eight times, a sack of 8.4%, a QBR of 13.6, but he averaged only 6.6 adjusted yards in attempt. Is that good? No, he just throws the ball short and he's just afraid all the time. My least favorite player in the league. That can't be your least favorite player in the league. Yeah. Except for Carson Wentz. Okay, I was going to say, it has to be somebody on the Colts, you damn liar. 
God, I hate Carson Wentz. I can't wait to. I hope they make the playoffs. I cannot wait to watch him week one. Can you give me your reasoning for Tampa now? Tampa, I've already seen it. You know? What do you mean you've already seen it, Matt? That's why it's most imp- – oh, my God. You're trying to say if Tom Brady doesn't win no Super Bowl, you're not impressed? I'd be impressed, but, like, I was impressed last year. How much more impressed can I get? I'm like, yeah, he's really good, <laughs> you know? Get more impressed. Get even more impressed. I don't know how I can get more impressed after last year when they were a wild card team, won every game on the road, beat all the top teams right in a row, except for Washington, but Washington playing pretty tough. I can't get more impressed than I was last year. I just think that Tampa is one of the teams that I'm wanting to watch because after the Antonio debacle— Again, This is rootability, not watchability. Are you well, rooting for the Bucs? I want rootability here. I right. would like to put you back-to-back. All right, that's fair. I'm just making sure we're that's how we're, t- we're talking about this. Watchability, oh. I love watching the Bucks, But caring about the Bucks winning? Eh. This is bullability. That's what I titled this list, bullability. All right. Um, my six, I have the Los Angeles Chargers— Five Dallas, four Bengals, three Green Bay, and number two Tennessee. So the the case for the Chargers here is you know purely I just love Justin Herbert. The case for Dallas is that I want to root for Dallas to get to the NFC Championship game so they can just lose it in the in the funniest way possible. What? What? No. Yeah. No. I, no, I'd rather not have that pain suffering. Again, after watching them against Arizona, they're going to lose first round. I'm already expecting it because it's just a shame that the defense is playing so well, even last game against Arizona, where it's because they didn't get the interception is why they lost, yeah. not because of how they played on defense. It's because their offense was so freaking Well, they worth- were like three for 15 on third downs. They were worthless for three quarters because Dak doesn't know how to do anything. Oh my God, he's he right now is acting like Russell Westbrook. Okay, I'm so tired <laughs> of Dak Prescott's crap at this point, where he needs to take more freaking blame yeah. because something's up with you. You were spectacular at the start of the season. After the calf, you're not spectacular. I need you to tell me why. Don't tell me, oh, the defenses haven't figured me out. It's nice to just get this experience. Dak, shut the hell up. You're getting paid $75 million. Yeah, the days of experience are over. Yeah, I'm tired of it, dude. Also, like the fact of how little they ran the ball against Arizona was surprising, too. Because it's not like the Chargers have some great run defense, you know? Yeah, but it's also because uh, they... Wait, wait. The Chargers? Are you talking about their Dallas last... against Arizona. Yeah, no, well, it's because Zeke, fat boy, nine carries for 17 yards. You think you want some of that action? No. The problem is they only hand the Pollard. They handed the ball to Pollard three times for nine yards. That's insane. Why are we not giving Pollard the ball more? It's like what I've said. Why is but Zeke? They're, they're a balanced offense. They're not a Dak Prescott offense. And they keep trying to force him that. It's because of Kellen Moore's crap. But like most of these teams in the NFC are a balanced. Like every team in the NFC is a balanced offense. Matt, the most disgusting stat of all time is Dak is twenty nine and zero when they run the ball more than they throw. Yeah. How can you have that type of stat? And yeah, you not- think they would be like twenty-eight and one? You think they would lose once like that? Think about that. That's it. That's getting a little ridiculous. I mean, like every team in the NFC, Green Bay is a great balanced offense. Same with Los Angeles. Same with Tampa. Um, Arizona isn't. Philly isn't because they're the opposite of Arizona. And then Dallas should be more like you know those other top three teams in the 
in the conference in that regard too. But yeah, I'm rooting for because if Dallas if Dallas gets an upset here, if they you know upset like Los Angeles or Tampa in the second round, um, they would go to Green Bay probably. In Dallas, going to Green Bay in the NFC Championship in the cold, and Rodgers is just incredible, and they lose in some stupid way it would be just too beautiful, you know. I want prob- it again. I want it again. I won't. I probably won't talk to you. I probably won't talk to anybody, and I'll be done with football for a very long time. Because when it happened, you know, seven years ago, I was in the desert, so I was watching on a computer after it already happened, and so I didn't see it live, you know. But I want to see it live this time. They changed the NFL. They changed the rules. <laughs> they changed it. Yeah. Even though he did it to us already with Dak Prescott. Hey, Epstein didn't k- kill himself, and Des Bryant caught it. They changed the rules. They didn't change the law. <laughs> uh, the Bengals, they're zany. You know, the Tiger Stripes. Joe Burrows, Phillip Rivers. They have, like, probably the best collection of pass catchers in the football right now. Now that Antonio Brown lost his mind and Godwin's on injured, too. Um, and also, I just like, too, like, the Bengals are this far, and Chase is as good as he is after all the crying about the Pine stuff. Um, the Pine stuff is pretty good, though. It's embarrassing. Why is it embarrassing? Like Jonah Williams is good in college. He was just hurt his first two years, and they would not have been better if they drafted an offensive lineman. Let's see Pine score a touchdown. Let's see it. I want to see it happen. Let's see him. Whoa, Pine was getting into fights against Aaron Donaldson, bro. All cool. right. I'm glad he's tough. Pine going at him. All right? Because Pine's telling Eric Donaldson to stop crying the ref. Dude, Pine's not going cool. Yeah. I'm not saying he's bad. I'm saying the chase is more valuable, though, for how the Bengals play football. He is more valuable to Joe Burrow, yes. Yeah. Yes, which is all that matters, which is why the Bengals made the smart choice. And I truly believe Burrow said, I want chase. Probably so. Yeah, I, I'm almost like he probably said, "Please give me Jamar." He's like, "Jamar's a Hall of Famer." <laughs> yeah, he's like, "With me, he'll be fine." He's like, "I and, can, I can deal with Jonah Williams and you know Riley Reef as my offensive tackles." And that does say a lot, though, the fact that you have comfortability with your guys already at the get go, where you already know him. Like that's that must be really nice, especially for a young quarterback. Versus even if you were to get some type of star-studded guy you're kind of, in a way, forced to have the relationship with them. Yeah, and we saw it Philly this year with... Um, Devontae Smith. With Smith and Hurts. We yeah, saw well, Miami with Waddle and Tua. Well, the Philadelphia Eagles finally realized, hey, you're allowed to run the ball. Yeah, all they do is run the ball. <laughs> hey, you can use a running back. Oh! You can only, use four running backs. It, it only took eight games to finally figure this out. Yeah, it's absurd. Um I like Jalen Hurts just because he holds on the ball for seven seconds. And if he gets to hold on the ball for seven seconds, he's incredible. incredible. But if he can't, if the ball is out in seven seconds or less, he's the worst quarterback in the NFL. And it's a long seven seconds. Yeah. It's like he's a bull rider. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. We got him. And then my uh, my number two team's Tennessee. Green Bay for you know reasons mentioned. Last. I love Aaron Rodgers. Last. Uh, Tennessee number two for being the worst one seed of all time and all the all the poo-pooing about people being upset the Titans are the one seed. Now look, the Titans are stupid. They just, they they can only do it like this. Like you can't measure Tennessee Titans football. It's like measuring stupidity or toughness or whatever else is the the words that describe the character in your heart. 
And then number one here at Buffalo. Josh Allen's the MVP. He's turned it on the last three weeks. You know, after watching Stefan Diggs last year too in the postseason, I think they've turned it on at the right time. Um, and like you mentioned earlier, I think they've kind of figured out their offense some as well. I think no matter what, there's no hope whatsoever for the Buffalo Bills. No hope at all. And no hope. And it's because, man, I just think it's going to be a big letdown in the end. I just don't have any type of faith in them, and it's because what what am I expecting here? I I'm expecting them to be able to be the team that we need them to be, but it's going to be they're the Dallas Cowboys of the AFC. No, they're not. So they all right. They beat New England <laughs> in the scenario, and then let's say let's say everybody like it goes chalk, right? So if they beat New England, then they would play Tennessee in this in the divisional round. Yeah. It's pretty fun. I'm hoping for a Buffalo-Tennessee AFC Championship game. That's what I want. The Buffalo Bills should be able to beat everybody. The problem is, I don't think they can beat anybody at the same time. Even after all their wins this year? Yes. And how they played against Kansas City this year? They should be able to. I just think they're going to let you down. Yeah, that's probably what's going to happen because that's how it works. (laughs) <laughs> not how it's not how it's supposed to work. The there's team. only there's only one team wins it all. The other fifteen are gonna let you down. So how does Tom Brady always do it? I don't know. <laughs> it, it defies logic. He's the pickle to this. <laughs> so what are, what are your sixteen real fast, and we'll we'll end tonight's show. Uh, so uh, you only have fifteen though. Oh wait, no, you forgot to put Buffalo's back. one. Yeah. Uh, so for me, all right. I, I don't have what you have. I'm going to be putting from booing. Let's put the Saints. Let's put the Pats. Let's put the Raiders. Let's put the 49ers. And let's put the Titans. Why do you why do you hate the Titans so much? What, they get, so all right, they get Derrick Henry back. They are kind of, but that's why I love them too at the same time. No, you said that this was a what's watchability. It's root, no, it's rootability. It's no, not okay, watchability. So rootability, whatever the hell. I don't want to root for a team that's boring as hell. All right. So they are every, kind of boring, but I think that's kind of the charm of the Titans. You know, every team I mentioned in here is boring. The only one that I would say is probably the most exciting would be. The Raiders. All right. My next round would be Colts. Then I have Philly. Then I have, you know what? I'm going to have to put Packers. Then I'm just put the Rams. And then I'm going to have to put Dallas. So you really don't want to watch your team in the playoffs, huh? It's his rootability. The problem is my team has just been letting me down. So I have to boo them because I'm hoping that my negativity is then going to make them win, just like I picked against them before the season started, and that worked out in my favor. So I'm hoping that this booability list is then going to be able to set me in the right direction. Oh, so you're doing that. It's like picking the Giants to yes. win the division. Exactly. This is my kind of bad lucking. Hopefully there's some bad juju going on. All right. What All about right. Juju Smith-Schuster? Is he still in the NFL? I think he was hurt. The yeah, problem is... I heard too. Yeah, and he bet on himself too, and that was a bad idea. 
All right, so now we have for my final ones here. Who am I missing? Obviously, I have Chargers, Bengals, Bills, Tampa, and I'm missing one more. Arizona. You know what? Hold on. I'm putting KC at six, Arizona at five, Chargers four, Bengals three, Bills two, Tampa one. I yeah, I'm hoping for look, this is what I want. I want a Buffalo Tampa Super Bowl. And I want a Buffalo Tennessee AFC championship game. And I want a Tampa Green Bay NFC championship game. I feel like a Tennessee versus Buffalo AFC championship game is gonna make you so conflicted that you're not gonna know what to do with yourself. No, I would just love every second of it. I just, I, I, I just like the way that it looks, and then also it reminds me of 1997 or whatever it was whenever the Titans won that that forward pass, you know? And Bills, Titans fans still hate each other because of that. that it was like 27 years ago. <laughs> I, I just don't understand your infatuation with the Titans this year. I've I always get- liked the Titans. I know, but this year you can't truly believe that they are going to be able to win the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, I think they can. If Henry's, if if Derek Henry's Derek Henry, if Derek, if Derek Henry, if Derek, Derek, if Derek Henry is Derek Henry, then yes, I can. He should have been the MVP this year. This whole Jonathan Taylor should be the MVP crap. He's not even as good as Derek Henry is. Okay, so I'm going to believe you on that, but that's also why a running back's never going to win the award, and it's just going to be continuously going to a quarterback every time. Yeah, are you are you obsessing with Rodgers this year? No, and the only reason why I can't be is because nobody else was consistent. Yeah, I mean, nobody was consistent this year, so you would have to give me a strong argument for somebody else where the only argument is Jonathan Taylor, but to your point, if Derrick Henry was healthy, the Derrick Henry would have had more. Yeah, the, he's not even the best player at that position this year. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. So that's why it's hard to be able to pick him, which it sucks because that's why I always go to a defensive player more than anything. It's just nobody stood out. Everybody. Yeah. And Staff- Stafford cooled off to end the year. Murray's yep. been off for like the last eight weeks also. Yep. Um, yeah. I mean, I think it has to be Rogers at this point. You have to give me an argument for somebody else and I can't what about, even. What about Pina Sewell? Pina Sewell is amazing, but I'm not going to be able to put him in there. That's fair. Well, I'm excited though. We'll know we'll know how this is gonna go next week. Um, you know, it could change a little bit, of course, considering you know what happens this week. Um, I want to read you the games this week though, real fast. Now that we have a better idea of you know what's going on right now. Yeah. Now that we know a little bit more about what's what's at stake. Lay it on me. All right. So these are the games this week. We got Kansas City, Denver. I think Drew Locke's playing again, so that game doesn't matter. We have Dallas, Philadelphia, New Orleans, Atlanta, Jets, Bills. Uh, again, the Bills should win pretty easily. Cincinnati, Cleveland, Seattle, Arizona, Green Bay, Detroit, Tennessee, Houston, Indy, Jacksonville, New England, Miami. Um, New England could lose that game to Miami too, by the way. Don't be surprised if that happens. Chicago, Minnesota, Washington, Giants, Chargers, Raiders, Niners, Rams, Steelers, Ravens, and then Carolina, Tampa. It sounds like I think of, of all the teams that could be upset here, I think it's New England against Miami. 
Miami should be able to beat the New England Patriots, which would be hilarious. Would that knock them out? No, they would be in, but they would just drop down to like from the five seats, like the seventh seed or the sixth so seed. They would be playing Kansas City, if anything, or Cincinnati. Yeah. They wouldn't be able to score that many points. That'd be fun for me. I'm interested in that. I want them to lose. I would love a first-round New England uh, Chargers game. That would actually be really good, especially for Herbert Sherbert, because it would also buy him some time where no matter what, he would have time throughout the game to be able to catch up. Because if anything, even if it's a blowout on New England side, it's going to be 13-0. Yeah, I think so too. And like, I mean, I even think Los Angeles is a tough matchup for Kansas City in the first round as well with just how how will those teams know, know each other. And also, like, Herbert just has the arm to take advantage of how much the Chiefs like to rotate their safeties around also. He just throws it past them. It's like, oh, you want to roll? You want to show a blitz with your safety at the line of scrimmage and roll them all the way to deep middle? I'll just throw it past you. I'll show you a blitz. Yeah. So, um, do you want to make our picks on Sunday? You want to text each other make the picks? Yeah, we'll text each other. Also... Do you want to do you want to do the podcast in the parking lot after the game on Sunday? That's fine. I'll it's be the last one of the year. I'll probably be intoxicated though. Yeah, we're, but we're going to do Texans Titans podcast. That's fine. I'll probably be loud and obnoxious. Sure, I'll bring the computer. I'll bring this stuff for it. Deal. All right. Well, um, that's our show for tonight. We'll be back Sunday afternoon to recap Texans Titans with with Taylor. And then we'll start doing the preview shows. Maybe we can do a recap show on Sunday night too, if you feel up for it. Um, as we get through, got through the regular season, now is the the real treat, the 2021 NFL playoffs. So until next time, I'm at Weston. Thank you for listening to Ballard Radio, and thank you for being on today. Let's go save Gotham City, Robin. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.